VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody. This is Danny Rocket, one of the hosts of the Sunranto Show. Uh, just a quick message to say that you are listening to a late and ad-laden version of the Sunranto Show. Why? Because you are not a Patreon subscriber. Patreon subscribers, they get the show early and ad-free with their own RSS feed. They get access to the show notes. Uh, they get access to the music first. They, there's levels where you can get the Sun Ranto Ranters calendar. I'll even do ads just like this for you and your business if you are a Patreon subscriber for as little as a dollar a month. So a dollar a month gets you early and ad-free access. Plus, I want to mention that 10% of all of our Patreon money goes straight to the Lost Boys on the south side of Chicago who we help uh, keep in business and keep kids playing baseball. So uh, you help us, we help them. Get it done. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Now here's the show, but I warn you, Lots of new ads this week. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's the right thing to do. Do it. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto with Michael Sunranto and Crawley Sunranto and the lovable losers Sunranto Sunranto Oh yeah baby welcome to the Sunranto show I am Danny Rocket on Twitter, known as Sunranto. And, of course, uh, we have... Uh, creepy Crawlies hiding under rocks and Creepy Crawlies living in a tree enjoying a fine Club 400 brewski, uh, which last week we found out is actually truth serum because uh, we drank enough of those to, to, to spill a rumor. And, of course, uh, up there in the corner... Old time bad. <laughs> had 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 to had to rev you up there, baby. How your, you doing? your DJ skills are amazing. Yeah, not bad, huh? I, yeah. I, maybe I could find a career in showbiz. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. How you doing, Michael Cotton? Uh, uh, the cold, the snow. You're down there in Iowa. Is it? It's. I know a lot of people that are watching this show living in Chicago have been digging out. How is it down there in Iowa? In Iowa, it is colder than Chicago, but much less snow. We're we're sitting at about a foot and a half to two feet of snow. I know Chicago's at what? Crawley, you got like four feet of snow or some oh, shit like that? Standing uh, snow. Like I can't even walk outside. Yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I, I No comment on wh- what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm the, nobody can know what I'm doing. Uh, Danny decided to uh, not never, come back. 
I'm never coming back to Chicago. No, I was actually supposed to be recording this tonight from Chicago, and I made the executive decision of my life because I got no responsibilities other than this show. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm yeah, never going back to Chicago. I saw the pictures. Yeah, y'all posting them on Twitter. You're all posting them. Uh, on your Facebooks, and I see the snow. I see it piled up on your ledges and tables, and uh, I see the the negative temperatures. And God, I don't. This when they let us back into Wrigley Field, and this summer when we got a seventy five, seventy eight degree day, and we're sitting out there in the bleachers catching some rays and hopefully some home run balls that we steal from children. When, when, when that fi- that day finally comes after this winter, after not being in there with the COVID year, oh man, it's going to be exciting. I'm, well, I, 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 got, I could, I just couldn't handle it anymore today. I bought, I bought and booked a flight to Arizona. I'll be going out to spring training, uh, the last week of spring training. Uh, so that'll be exciting. So Whenever we do the show there, we are going to def- – I'll definitely be live from Sloan and, and hopefully kind of just enjoying that Arizona heat because I'm sick and tired of this shit. Yeah, I bet you it'll be some freak temperature when you're out there. It'll be well, like 43 degrees and it'll be 80 in Chicago, just like this weird March situation. We'll all be at the lake. Crawley's there in a park in a, in a park at Sloan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is this the point where we take the victory lap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So first of all, if you stuck around long enough last week on Wednesday night, like we we had drank just enough beer because we were sitting on a secret. Um, Crawley and I got uh, some really good information from a friend of a friend of a friend who saw Ferris at Thirty One Flavors, and, uh, <laughs> and and we we sat on it for a while. And then we didn't tell anybody, but I was, we were prepared. Like Crawley, you made some graphics. Like, do you have the graphic to show or did, is that not uploaded right now? Okay. Not uploaded right now, but the graphic was ready to go. Um, I, ha- I had a tweet that was 49 characters. I literally counted the number of letters and exclamation points. And I tweeted it at 749 on February 2nd. And nobody got it. You tweeted later. You're like, hey, somebody count the characters in this damn thing. Like, Shocking. He would, Carly's going all Da Vinci code on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awesome that you did that. But that sort of level of detail, while amazing, is for Weird. like one person. There's one person out there that was like scrolling through and was like, huh. The tweet was like an ominous tweet. It was like, today would be a good day for something to happen on Cubs Twitter or something. I had it all worked out. So it totally worked out that it was 49 characters and totally ominous. Like people are like, what do you know? What do you know? Nothing. And then later on when it came out. But uh, well, if, you go to, if you go to Louvre and you <laughs> go 14 degrees east. <laughs> well, I didn't see any 46 character uh, tweets going out there for Pedro and the hats left because he's back too. And we, we did not break that news. That, that news just, just came out. Ed. I, don't I know mean, my hat's there. been left all off season. I mean, is it, it, it that's a Da Vinci code level, right? <laughs> if you've been paying attention to my hat, if you've been, been watching, been left. <laughs> if you've been well, watching the show, speaking of the show, the friend of the show, this was awesome. David Kaplan. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is our victory lap because n- not only did we break the news of Jake Arrieta at the end of the show, I forgot what we were talking about. Now we're talking about hats and shit. But uh, <laughs> it, it, 
yeah, for Cap to shout us out. That's great. Just play it. Just play it. One thousand. Just after eight, the great city of Chicago with Hoodie. I'm Cap. And the Cubs brought back Jake Arietta. It'll be official today, but Friday news dropped that Jake was coming back. Actually, the first people to break it actually was my buddy Danny Rocket and Crawley the Cub, who were out there doing their, their own little online show last week. And they said, that was like two weeks ago, Jake's coming back. And they were right on the money, and then the report started to drop. But I still say the best acquisition. Dude, I love that he called you Crawley the Cub. He got you mixed up with Clark. Like, he really <laughs> did. He's like, oh, and Crawley, the, he, like, he couldn't think of what your last name was. Well, the funny thing is, is he always calls me by my first name. He's like the only person that calls me by my real name. Like everyone mm-hmm. always, I see Gordon or I see Sullivan, they're like, hey, Crawley, what's up? Like, I don't even know if those guys know my real name, but Cap is the only one that really calls me by my real name. So huh. he got stuck in the middle of it and was like, Crawley, the cup. So <laughs> yeah, he did know that's because he got you mixed up with Clark. He, maybe, maybe that'll stick like Spookog. It, it's probably <laughs> because Crawley's always walking around in a Cubs jersey and no pants. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially like towards the end of the night at spring training. But are you, oh, that's a question. Are, are you going to go over to Kay's place uh, at spring training? Ooh, am I going to Ch- K's? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Come on. I, I figure if we if we survived K's during COVID, I think we're going to be okay if we go there. I may have to just – I don't know if I'm allowed in, but we're going to try. Yeah, that's amazing that we were in K's place. Did you know that half of the people there that were there that night died? Probably. <laughs> it, and we're like – we somehow survived that. So, yeah, no, if you can survive even drinking out of a glass at K's, you're – you have a pretty strong immune system, I'd say. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, we broke some sick news. That was cool. Everybody shouted us. Evan Evan Altman too shouted us out because I posted up um, up on uh, Cubs Insider with like kind of that trolley like mix of capital and lowercase letters. Jake is back because I didn't want to get the people in trouble because it's now. Here's one thing: I did not know that breaking news and maybe it's just because i'm naive and stupid that breaking news actually is a thing is a commodity and if you do it people respect you and i did not know that i just thought it was a pain in the butt because the times i've done it it's been accidental and like forrest gump style like oh i just happened to be at the ping pong danny you should know better i mean katie perry's wet booty hole is still eaten out on whatever the fuck they dropped that was years ago. Quintana trade. That was the Jose Quintana trade. Game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's tough because people tell you things sometimes in confidence, like, look, you can't tell anybody, but, and so it's like, you got to be careful because who, you don't want to get people in trouble or lose their yeah. job or derail something. So, you know, you hear things and, and here's the thing about hearing that type of news from people is that sometimes it was accurate at the time and something falls apart and it doesn't happen. So you got to be really careful with like, how you say it, but then after, like I said, after we were drinking for two hours, Danny just, just kind of like, check this out. Yeah, sometimes you get <laughs> to be the, yeah, the, sometimes you get to be the luckiest ever because we had it. I mean, you guys were talking about it the week before, and we were like, man, right now it looks like all the 
every everybody was saying it wasn't going to happen the week before, right? Yeah. Right. Well, that, so that, that, it was that, smart though that you held on it right then because had you dropped then, then it would have just been bullshit. Yeah, and you I wouldn't got have... lucky on that. People would have thought I just got lucky, which right. sometimes I think they they do. They people just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And if you know if they think something might happen, they just be like, "This is definitely happening." I know there's talks, and then they look like geniuses when it does, and everybody forgets when it doesn't. So uh, you know. Uh, but can we talk about uh, whether we think that getting Jake was a good deal? I mean, there were other people on the market. Paxton, I think, was a name that a lot of people liked. Uh, you know, here's another right-handed. Did picture. who just brought that up? Jake. I, the Sunranto Show is brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchased before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites, they take as much as 25%. So you're going to have a lot of extra money left for um, more sneakers. So check out ebay.com sneakers today. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, now, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Uh, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL—they're <laughs> in full swing. Uh, bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Uh, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we thank them and eBay for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. It's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So that's actually my TFC. <laughs> I was making fun <laughs> of Marquee for they they posted this today. Cubs signed Jake Arrieta a one year deal. They literally broke that news a week after every fucking <laughs> other person in the world had this news. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the reason they put it up today is that today was official, and so it's a six million dollar contract. It's worth technically it's worth four million. And there's a 10 million mutual option or a 2 million buyout for 2022. So if area to decide, if the Cubs or area to decide, nah, it's over, then the deal's worth 6 million. If they want to go uh, for one more year, then you can add another four to that. So. Right. And also, when you say official, it means that he, he passed his physical. Like it was official physical. before, but then he's got to, you know, they got to make him do uh, 12 jumping jacks. Yeah. Pilates and he's yeah. got to do a little Pilates, make sure that everybody can see he can still do the splits. 
They 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 measure his beard to make sure it's regulation. <laughs> Badass length. They they run a comb through it. If the if the comb actually gets through the beard, no signing. No signing. <laughs> it's got to get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, and and we've talked about this. This whole spring training is that all these guys, everything got so fucked up last year with COVID that they didn't have a normal time to ramp it up. And that's why you saw a lot of arm injuries last year. And a lot of these guys that you're going to see this year because of last year's screwiness, and who knows what happens. We already got one guy on the COVID list. But what you're going to see is that these guys are going, they're going to be very careful with them as far as pitch limits, inning limits, et cetera, that, that you need as many pitchers as you can get. I don't know what Jake area is going to do. I know the last few years haven't been successful, you know, and you, you hope that the reuniting with uh, Hadavi and Borzello and those type of guys really makes a difference. But he was injury plagued the last few years. I mean, yeah, he and he wasn't so he wasn't he won the Cy Young with us, so <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, but the last few years with Philly, I mean, thank God we didn't sign him. I mean, that's when you look at kind of how he degenerated. Uh, he had a he was pretty okay the first year, but still an ERA around four. And then it, it climbed another half a run, and then it climbed another half a run last year. And his innings have done nothing but plummet from 172 down to 135, down to 44. I mean, well, last year with the 60 games, if you extrapolate that out, maybe he does 120 or something. I don't know. Um, maybe not. Uh, so it, 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 the whip went way up. I mean, look at that whip. The, the inc- incredibly rising whip and uh, the, from one, 1.2 to 1.4, now 1.5, like, you know, we're looking and if it keeps going that way or if he sticks at what he's at, it's, it's not the greatest acquisition you get. You, you're thinking it's kind of a, this reminds me of the old Cubs, you know, like back in the eighties, they'd like sign one old guy that you heard of. <laughs> and they, who? Goose Gossage. Goose Gossage, yeah, probably, that's a great example. It's just like, oh man, that dude's awesome, and they're, and they're like, he's sixty-eight years old. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, he came out with a cane and could still. The throw big on question, the big question that I have though, is uh, them going after Jake. Is that why they got rid of you for such a for for like nothing? Like Arietta was like, I'm not playing on a team with that dickhead. And then they had to get rid of you to bring Arietta back because when they brought you, Arietta bailed before. So that is I'm weird. just saying beef between you and Jake. All right, now you're talking about a six million commitment versus what was left on you's contract over thirty million? Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally kidding. I, oh, yeah, I just yeah. think it would be great. We're gonna pit. Well, we're gonna is- pit that beautiful hair that you Darvish had yet last year with the uh, beard that Jake has. Oh, and maybe somebody needs to do a mashup of the Darvish hair and the Jake beard. Yeah, well, that sounds like a pitching. The team is probably not going to be very good anyway. At least we'll have some familiar, friendly places faces we'll we'll, we'll, we'll know the guys names who we're cussing out yeah who who were disappointed in no but <laughs> I, I mean a lot of people are it, it was funny because i re- released that jake song and it didn't it got a like a little bit of love and stuff but I, I did see a lot of negative sentiment on twitter and you know people were excited they're like yeah jake you know he was great but that was a while ago and you and 
I guess I, if you had to pick between Jake and Lester, you say, okay, well, Jake is a year younger, uh, maybe a, a little bit more than that. Um, it, I guess he, but they're at the same stages of their career at this point. But at, but I think that Lester is probably the more accomplished pitcher. The oh, other yeah. thing, and the other thing is that, uh, I mean, if you if you consider the fact that there's no left-handed pitchers on the entire pitching staff right now, except it would have been John Lester might've been the better choice. I know what people are saying about the NL central being, you know, Oh, they're super uh, left. Uh, they're super righty heavy with their power. But I like, you know, I, I don't really buy that. I think you need to switch it up righty lefty. I mean, you, you have all right-handed pitchers on the rotation. Right. So, I mean, so maybe you – and why not Lester too? If Lester is just going for $4 million and you still don't have enough pitching even with this Arietta signing unless you consider the young guys that are unproven as depth, which well, again, I guess we're going to have to. <laughs> right. Once again, we have an exclusive. We do have the Zoom press conference from the other day, and Jed Hoyer really discusses what happened with the um, – why they're able to get Arietta at six million, but you couldn't do Lester at one. He'll yeah, talk. Yeah, let's get. Can we get into some of this, Jed Hoyer? Because you know, uh, Marquis did, once again did not show this. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So the the team that was built and made for the Cubs by the Cubs still just doesn't really want to show the Cubs. Marquis Network. <laughs> Everybody together. Boo. If you're in your car driving, boo. If you were uh, watching last time, we're going to kind of play it the same way, and let's hope this works. Let's get the technical. Yeah, so here comes Jed. It's actually not official yet. I mean, he's still going through the intake process and, and still going <laughs> through the physical process, so I can't comment too directly about it other than you know everyone knows about the signing. Um I can't comment about it, except for everybody knows. The last two or three weeks, uh, I know Rossi did as well. Um, I know he's uh, excited to to get back to being a Cub, and I know we're excited to have him. So you know, he's he's talking a little bit there, and, and yeah, it really has to do with the uh, uh, you know, there Jake really wanted to be with them. It, it was going to be a done deal, and then this gets to the next question here: Why not John Lester? Why 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 Jake Arrieta? Why couldn't you do both? Really, it was just a timing issue uh, when it came down. You know, I think John wanted to move, uh, you know, a little bit quicker. And at that point, um, you know, I think we mentioned a number of times during the course of the offseason that um, you guys always asked, if, you know, if we had a budget yet. And I always talked about having a range. I, I you know, John Lester's been, you know, sort of a, almost a constant in, in my career. I, I love having him. He's you know, an A plus teammate and obviously an A plus competitor. I, you know, I wish him luck in, in in Washington, but that was really more of a timing issue than it was a um, a desire issue for us to bring him back. So here's the thing: is is that with um, when he says it was a timing issue, not a desire issue. Uh, the issue that you're see, that he was talking about is the budget. And again, don't kill the messenger because I'm just telling you how it's going here. Is that, you know the. As far as his budget, Ricketts gives Hoyer the budget. This is what you got to work with. This is the range. I was thinking it was a lot like my sex life. I mean, it's not about the desire. It's about the timing. Like, if I have some, <laughs> like, really spicy food, 
uh, all the the desire in the world is not going to help me out. Right, and so they they <laughs> they didn't have the money. He he didn't. Jed did not know exactly how much money he had, and right away that uh, Lester got the offer from the Nationals. Wanted to see if the Cubs would match it, and Lester didn't want to you know keep a guy dangling, hanging, and being like, yeah, I don't know. Well, and and that's fair, maybe. And but here's the question. Why did it? Was there a delay in finding out the budget? Like, do, and and there might be multiple reasons. Maybe it's like, okay, let's see how this second wave of COVID works out. Because why would I want to spend a whole bunch of money if I don't even think there's going to be a season? And then it turns out that that this one of these COVID uh, variants gets crazy. And it's down to 60 games again. And I've guaranteed this money to all these people. So they they did. So basically they're scrambling to put together a team at the last minute. And the other, well, like. in the SEC approved like SPACs and, uh, they got their, they got their betting thing coming in that they're yeah. Carly, aren't they taking away the entire, uh, right field corner outside of That's, like Sheffield that- and. Yeah, that's what the uh, the drawings look like. There are drawings that show that, but there's there's nothing right now that is up there yet. There's nothing being built. But, right, but but once they got approval, it's like okay, we can now we're gonna have betting right there. We're gonna make it so that nobody can walk through there, and it'll suck. Like it'll just be g- degenerate gamblers everywhere. So the, Sun Ranto fans, it got a lot of people pissed off because that used to be the stadium club, and it was a very like clubby exclusive place in that right field corner. And it was like the, and uh, they, they were, they promised that they would rebuild it and they didn't there. It's going to be used for gambling. But I think a lot of it had to do with as far as fans, that's the big thing for the owners right now is they want fans, they want concessions. And so when you realize that Arizona says you get, what is it? Uh, 10% in the stadium. So if you can get 10%, they can kind of figure out money that way. And then they're going to try to extrapolate that into what they're going to be able to do when, when uh, if Chicago opens up. Yeah, no, Arizona, I believe, is 25% is what they're allowing. Yeah, and, and, and Wrigley will have it too, probably not right away, uh, just because we're a bigger city and, and, and way more densely populated. But you've got the, the vaccinations rolling out. Uh, it's an outdoor sport, for Christ's sake. You know, I mean, come on. It's like if, if people are in a, in a grocery store, I think is – is way worse than being outside at a ball. I think game. the problem is the concourse though, Danny. Like, yeah, absolutely. If I, you I fill know, up I've, the thing, I've, you get into that concourse and it's like, you know, they just need to make it so that, you know, once they actually seatbelt you in and then uh, put a catheter and then you just cannot leave your seat. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, but it will get we'll get back to it, and and they'll they'll figure out something, and and maybe so maybe the finances came clear, but I really think they scrambled to put it together a team at the last minute because it's just like until you get some clarity that there's even going to be a season, you know, you look around the central and you're like, well, I guess we're as good as those idiots because nobody did much, you know, the Reds didn't do anything, Card- Cardinals made some improvements, but most of their cores older than our core they didn't re-sign wong so they they let somebody good go on their team so i'm and the pirates are just straight dog shit except for john baker and he's not even playing so <laughs> you know uh, right you know so in, in the brewers they're just always gonna have like 50 pitchers you've never heard of coming and strike out the side so um so why why would they why would they try 
to sign a bunch of players really early in the season. That's what I'm saying. So if maybe they were like, hey, we're not opening up the budget until we see that there's going to be a season. Right. That's essentially what happens. Now, what Jed's talking about here is uh, the fact that all of their pitchers, they just don't have anybody that throws really, really hard. They're going more with soft contact and, and a lot of ground ball pitchers this year. Um, the staff certainly we're not going to be lighting up radar guns. There's, there's no doubt. And I think that we're, we may be at the very bottom of the league in terms of, of velocity. I think in terms of pitchability, we'll be right at the top. <laughs> yeah, pitchability. I, I, <laughs> pitchability, that's a thing, right? That's, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I love the, the whole velocity thing. Like all we saw in the playoffs last year were guys going up there and tossing 100 miles per hour. Like everybody was doing it. And then the starters, starters were running 95 to 98. And then the, you know, the relievers were all over a hundred. And now half of our, you know, like everybody we've got three, you know, 60% of our staff throws 92 tops. Yeah. Even, even Jake's uh, velocity is down. So uh, yeah, he's, he's the guy at 92. The other guys are at 89. Jake, Jake just skewed us up at 92. Yeah, Jake's bring that up, Michael, because Jed actually was asked about, you know, how is this offense going to be any different? You got rid of Schwarber and you got Jock Peterson. How is it going to be any different than the results previously? I think when you look at the the names, you know, the names in the lineup, I think that they're, it's a really good lineup. I think we have to do a better job as a collective. Please of, just look of, at the names. Don't look at the numbers. Runs. And you know, two things I've, that I would emphasize are hitting velocity, which is something we got away from last year and was certainly exposed against the Marlins who had, you know, two really hard throwing you know, starting pitchers. And then our decision-making has degraded over the last you know, three or four years, then we have to do a better job making decisions in the box of the, <laughs> of grinding the, it back. The team is getting kind of dumber. He just said, "Emphasize the spring offensively." But yeah, um, yeah, I think we I think um, we have the pieces here to have a really good offense. And now we need to put it together. So yeah. when he was talking about it, yeah, they didn't hit velocity. We saw that in the in the we were at the first wild card game, and that was just they couldn't hit it. it just, the only one that was half. But, you know, I kind of call bullshit because I'm old enough to remember where it was the off-speed pitch that none of them could hit, you know, and they could, right. you know, it's just like, oh, well, we forgot how to hit the, the hard stuff. I'm like, well, before it was that you couldn't lay off the the uh, low outside uh, slurve. But, that, and, you know, getting, can I just talk about real quick about the slow baller kind of rotation that we're throwing up there? There's something I dig about. You know, because <laughs> everybody, because everybody is going or the pitchability, and I think we. Should. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I think I'm going to let Jed have that one. He's new on the job. We're going to you know what? Him, I'm going to use it. That's the new complicated t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Pitchability. Pitchability. Um, don't let the pitchability exceed the pleasure. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't, anyway, don't exceed the velocity. But, no. but you, you got some. You do have some fireballers, uh, maybe coming out of the bullpen. We don't know what's going to happen with Burl Caraway. Uh, we did hear that Wick, who would have been our eighth inning guy, is is not going to be back as like we thought. So maybe they still go out and get somebody else. But John, Jonathan Mole writes in chicks, dig the ephus. And I agree. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously like, go get a freaking spitballer and a knuckle guy. Like what's Phil Necro doing? Get him out there. Old guys. They could throw that thing forever. Um, Tim, Tim, Tim Wakefield. Yeah. What's, what's he doing? I mean, and honestly, like it's if they're go- if these teams are rolling around the league, seeing a hundred miles per hour, hundred miles per hour, hundred miles per hour, then they come in Chicago and everybody's throwing fourteen miles an hour. It's gonna screw up their timing a so little bit. You like the fact that everybody is zigging and the Cubs are zagging. Well, okay, it's gonna screw up their timing for game one, maybe a little bit in game two, but by game three, they're jacking, and then, but. You're right. Then it's going to ruin them for the next series that they're in because they won't be able to catch up for two more games. Uh, uh, Matt McClure writes in that his marriage ended because he was making bad decisions in the box. And, yeah. I, I kind of, I don't right. know. Sorry about that, Matt. Swinging, were you swinging too early? Or you were always trying to take it deep, and that's just not where you needed to be going. Or was it somebody else's box? <laughs> now, the uh, issue when he was talking about Visiting team. The decisions in the box that he was talking about is kind of, I don't know if it was a swipe at Schwarber, but I always thought about Schwarber with this is like, especially on like three, two counts, you would always see him take borderline pitches. It was like, man, you know, maybe it was a little bit outside by, by inch, inch and a half, but you can't take that pitch. So that was kind of the frustrating part is grinding at bats, but you can, you know, I know Schwarber was one who had a, Schwarber had a really good eye. I always thought and he got a shitty strike zone. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're sitting in there and you you have you can't take those close pitches. Don't leave it up to an umpire. Now, if it's obviously you know if it's a slider low and away and it's not close, take your walk. But if it's it's like an inch or an inch and a half, you you can't let it go to the umpire on that. Yeah, yeah, no, and remember that when when Schwarber tried to fight the guy, yeah. remember he he, he, he game, swinging and screaming, and I was at that game. That really actually sucked. I'm like because. Come on. And you, you want to say, like, come on, bro. Hometown crowd. Like, we would have gone nuts. That would have been exciting. I don't even think it wins the game. Oh, my yeah. my, my cousin's in the chat, unfortunately. He, he writes in, <laughs> uh, Rocket is old enough to remember. What the hell? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll never uh, let Scott forget that he is four years older than I am. So, well, and and people with dementia can remember shit a long time ago. Yeah, I they got just no can't remember to- what you did yesterday. Yeah, I got no short term. That's that's where I'm. I'm. I, I can I can remember my childhood very well. But no, I think that we'll you know, we'll, and we'll have um, 
um, like another major league uh, deal sure. uh, that will be announced soon. <laughs> Craig, you know, Craig's going to be our closer. <laughs> wow, um, that was awesome. You know, I I said that last year. He went through a little bit of bumps. He worked Rossi. his way back into being himself. Uh, everything talking to him, he feels great this offseason. The work and the videos he's sent in, um, he looks really polished already. Um, I'm going to, you know, he's a veteran guy, knows how to to prepare himself for spring training. We'll give him uh, a pretty long runway just to, to get ready. And um, as long as, you know, Craig is, is who we know he can be, he's going to be our closer. And, um, but I do think there's, there's so many guys in that bullpen that are going to help to our success. And uh, Craig's a big part of that on the back end. You, you remember when they brought him in halfway through the season and they trusted that he had gotten himself ready then. Yeah. I mean, is here's the thing. I don't think we've ever seen, uh, Kimbrell as not a work in progress since he kind of lost it. And since he was sitting out for that little bit of time. And then the word was that he was tipping his pitches last year and then they fixed that. And so I, I don't know. I, and then he's still doing the stupid freaking bird move, isn't he? Yeah. The pterodactyl, but uh, the pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> to the jet clip of that, he said an announcement that will be made later and that, announcement was made today. Uh, Brandon Workman is a deal uh, with the Cubs that guarantees him $1 million and a chance again to earn up to $3 million. Uh, former Red Sox reliever uh, Jed is obviously familiar with him, so that's another piece to the bullpen. And ironically, on the day when the Arietta con- uh, deal is announced as official, Pedro Stropes announced to a one-year contract with the Cubs with an invitation uh, to spring training. And minor he, league. Uh, yep, minor league deal, but it's something. And he has the opportunity to uh, earn eight hundred grand. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and let me going to put up Workman's stats real quick because this guy actually could be a – this guy could maybe be a guy. Okay, like last year was kind of messed up for him. Uh, you know, only pitched 19 innings. So I'm not, I'm going to take all that with a grain of salt. It did not go well. He did not have a good year. He spent, split it between Boston and Philadelphia. But if you look back, um, into his career, I mean, he was really good in 2019. He got himself into 73 games, uh, which is pretty, probably got overworked in 2019, which is why he had a bad 2020. But he was a pretty solid reliever for, good three years there it was 17 18 19 you just kind of were worry that um I, I i guess that he was overworked in that one year and that just kills you i mean we i think we saw that with like somebody like mike montgomery right you know? but but workman was then he, he closed games for them um i believe he's said i don't have the saves up. oh no there it is yeah he yeah, 16, uh, 16 saves 16 in 2018 saved. Nine saves last year, so I mean, maybe this is your one of your setup guys late late inning. Can you put him in the high leverage situations? He's obviously been in them before, so work, well, man. <laughs> and you're saying that he got he may have gotten overworked in 2019. Seems, but so. nobody got overworked in 2020. So for a guy like that, maybe that works in his favor. Uh, what 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 is Theo say about uh, oh shit! Don't let uh, pleasure. No, that's bad. (laughs) This one regression is a really powerful thing. Yes, in this case, it works (laughs) works in our our favor. favor. Yeah, I think regression works in our favor. In this case, it works in our favor. Thanks, Theo. See, the ghost of Theo lives. Tell me that doesn't sound exactly like Jed, though. 
while speaking at Jed, he was asked why grandpa, you know, what, what, what grandpa loss he is going to have to deal with this year as far as adjustments. The two challenges I would say off the top of my head, number one is um, we have a lot of, um, a lot of players in walk years, a lot of players that are free agents at the end of the year. And I think um, that presents um, some challenges, you know, um, dealing with guys and their anxieties and things like that about their future is something that I know he'll do a great job of, but he'll probably have to deal with quite a bit. And then, you know, every manager is going to have to deal with uncertainty in the pitching staff uh, given innings limits and given, you know, the, given the 60 game season last year. So um, that's going to be a, a challenge for every manager and every front office. So those are probably the two things. Um, All right. So, you know, well, the, I love the walk here thing. It can, I'm going to start with a TFC because I've, I've got it. I am, I am an idiot because I, I, I am the idiot that comments on the tweet of the article to the author of the article and then does that not you didn't read. read that right? I didn't read. Yeah. I, I, I was that guy guilty as charged, guilty as charged. So it was Sahad of Sharma. You know, the beat writer for the other. And, and, you know, and, he's coming for you if you oh, say he something did, wrong. Because he knows me and he hates me anyway. So, <laughs> so, so he couldn't wait for me to say something stupid on Twitter just to take me down. So, I, I, he, he writes about the, um, you know, the walk year thing. And that's how they're spinning it. Oh, these guys are in their walk years. They're going to be playing for it. And I wrote to Sahadev, I said, I never buy the playing for contracts will make them play harder or be better argument. Maybe for some it works and others no. Has anyone ever done a study? And Sahadev says, there have been, which I mentioned in the piece. <laughs> and I was like, bro. And I sent him like that, that, uh, that gif of uh, the Elmo with the fire. In behind him, you know, <laughs> like, oh, you burned me, dude. You got me good. I just told him I love him because I do, I really do love Sodom. He's right. a really nice person, but and he's right. I shouldn't be commenting on things when it's obviously in, in the article. When but, you clearly uh, didn't read it, like your your comment just highlighted the fact that you weren't reading it. That I didn't read. I know he's, I'm, I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> so Hadev, so I know you're not watching, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> let me, let me tell you about the Cubs, Sahadev. <laughs> his big mistake is that he hasn't been listening to us for the last six years <laughs> but um yeah you know when you look at this it is weird to see all these guys that are in one-year prove-it deals you know whether you talk about Rizzo when you talk about Brian when you talk about Baez when you talk about Peterson when you talk about Arietta, even Workman like you go down the list like this could this team could all be gone Nick like it's just bizarre to think about well, what's interesting to me about it is uh, I don't think that you can play any harder, and, and I put that in air quotes, and be better. In fact, I think baseball might be one of those sports that you just have to be in the zone and be focused and do your work and let things come to you. Uh, I, don't th I think oftentimes if you press, that it can go bad for you. And, and, and you know, I think I think the person we were just talking about is a prime example of that. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, as a dude who obviously you would see, he'd wear it uh, uh, his frustration a lot of times. So, uh, and and I think it, it wrecked him often. Uh, no, and I and, I agree with you, Danny. Like, if if they take the pressure in that final year of trying to play for that contract, it could hurt them. But maybe some guys are like okay, now I finally made the decision. I'm not going to be back with this team. 
and they're like, well, it's going to be a free agency. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm not trying to get the team to, you know, like KB, right? Like KB doesn't give a fuck anymore because he knows he's not getting extended. He's going to go to free agency. So he's going to have like an MVP year. Go ahead, Scrawley. No, I was going to say that that now all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to kind of hear whispers of a potential extension. And when you think of KB and you think of Scott Boris, you think there's no way he's getting a hometown discount and this and that. I may be, though, at this point. Right. It may be at this point if he doesn't think the market's that great and he and if he likes playing in Chicago as much as he says he does, and and I and I truly believe he does from people in the know, et cetera, that he likes playing here, that he may take more than what Boris would be happy with him settling. Yeah. And and that and a player like him signing for whatever it he signs for, it also kind of sets a market for players of who are comparable to him. So I, he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders with what he is, he chooses to do. But the other thing that I want to bring up about a lot of guys on one year deals is if the Cubs underperform through the first half of the year, but one or two of these guys have breakout performances, goodbye. And oh, yeah. you're in the, you're in the, just, it's not going to really hurt the rental situation. And, um, and the thing that will be sad and that because the, because of the dog shit nature of the NL Central, the Cubs could very well be in first place and be like, damn it, we weren't supposed to be good with our terrible pitching. Now I got we all these hitters uh, and we're in first place and uh, we're going to trade them anyway just yeah. to restock for the, <laughs> the next situation because uh, they have value. Here's the white talk- flag idea about trading some of these players away that I would point out by and large I would expect this is what our team is going to look like uh, I don't I don't expect um, major transactions from a free agent nature going forward now as far as the trades go um, you know right now we're not currently engaged um, in any trade talk we haven't been actually for for a little while now and so uh, could someone make that phone call? Yeah, someone could, but am I? I'm not anticipating it because right now, you know, we're not engaged in anything, and and um, we haven't been for a bit. So, it, you know. just to stop it right here, that there's they don't plan on getting any more players. And the other thing though that caught everybody's ear was we, you know, that we haven't been talking about trades. And Bullshit. Paul said from the from the Tribune flat out asked him about the uh, Mets. Chris Bryant going to the Mets, which. Uh, some of the Mets beat writers had been reporting throughout the offseason that, every, you know, the Mets need a third baseman. They got the big, the new owner with the big deep pockets. And uh, it just seemed to be a good fit. And, and, and Jed straight up was talking about that. I don't, I don't expect it. I guess it's probably the, the simplest way to say it, but you never know who knows what, what injury could happen or what thing could change in, some, in someone else's camp, but I'm not expecting it. I'm expecting that for the most part, this is going to be the group that we, that we open up against Pittsburgh with <laughs> Pittsburgh. I think he added that we Pittsburgh. He wanted to remind everybody the, we're the, probably going to uh, win that first one. We were involved in a lot of rumors <laughs> this year that were um, some were just completely inaccurate. And, and then I would say some were just sort of um, exaggerated the, the seriousness uh, you know, of those, of those discussions. So, um, you know, certainly, you know, teams called us and we had, we had discussions and, 
Um, but as far as like, you know, active discussions, you know, right now you know, things are quiet. And they, like I said, they have been for, for some time. So he was, again, I didn't put the whole interplay there, but he, he clearly shot down the Chris Bryant to the Mets. I mean, do you, be- I mean, but I don't believe him. I mean, the Cubs have been dangling these guys for three off seasons in a row. And then it was like, no, we really just didn't do much, and we didn't really talk. And, you know, my answering machine tape was full, so I might have uh, missed a couple. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't believe him. Like, I just – I can't buy it. He, maybe he's just a really good liar because I'm, I'm, I'm actually really studying him for some, like – Oh, just – you can't study him off this because I have cut out – I can't – this was 42 minutes long, and I condensed it to eight minutes. Well, he, I'm st- studying his nervous tics to see if I think he's lying. Right. And what I'm saying is there, there's one that I notice a lot that he does this thing where he grabs the back of his neck and it's mm. not in any of these clips, but, uh, but like sometimes when he's talking, he goes like that, like, like just grabs the back of his neck. Next time I'll, I'll, I'll throw one of those in there. This is, this is why they show him from like, like 50 feet away. Some of these players, so you can't figure crazy, it out, but it's unrealistic to keep all of the players that were a, a significant part of, of 2016. And, and that's just, that's just the reality. So, um, as I've said, you know, I think I'll, I'll definitely sit down with these guys during spring training and, and talk to them about their futures and talk to them about, you know, we'll talk about contracts. We'll also we'll talk in general. I think we'll have discussions over the course of the spring. It's a perfect time for it. Um, but and nothing's changed on that on that front. You know, I'd love to have that continuity and, and have some of these guys going forward. But, you know, we've said like this financially, it, it, it's impossible for any team to, be able to continue that. and. and to continue that group um, indefinitely. And, 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 and as a result, you know, we won't be able to keep that entire group together. Well, yeah. I love, I love that. He said, we can't keep the entire 2016 team. And forever. then they went and brought two of the 2016 team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had the same thought, like, <laughs> but here's Pedro Stroop coming out of the bullpen. Yeah. And we're going back to the future. Yeah. And it looks bad tonight. When you talk about Fernando to T signing a, 14-year deal for $350 million? Yeah. Oh, that my God. Powerhouse San Diego? Yeah. I mean, that, that that could go down as one of the worst contracts that ever happened, depending on what happens, too. Like, that is a lot to put into. I don't I don't know the details, if they can trade him or – No trade know, clause. No trade clause. No trade clause. Well – well, at least San Diego has pleasant weather. So congratulations, <laughs> Fernando. Uh, but I mean, but I do think there is something to that, that there's a nostalgia signing here, which is why kind of we wanted Lester back, you know, yay, Jake Arrieta's back, yay, Pedro Strope. But these guys might not have a lot in the tank. This might not be good for us, but it does have a nostalgia effect. And I think what Jed's saying there is like, listen, and Theo definitely fell in love with these guys. He didn't trade any of them. He got no deals. He got no good deals done the whole time. He just traded away the entire farm system. So now they're like ranked 27th. That's all Theo did and left Jed holding this bag. And so he's telling everybody the hard truth is like, we can't, we have to move on from these dudes. We have to move on from 2016. And I think for a lot of Cub fans, that's hard. And it's fair for it to be hard. It was 108 years. Like, I think it's okay for us to be like, actually, that was the greatest 
moment, my my biggest baseball moment of my life. Because you know that when they win again, it'll be fun and we'll all enjoy it. But it won't be like that. So well, to, right, to, there won't be tears the way that we had tears that day. Yeah, I, I was too tired to cry. To be honest, like I, I, I thought I was gonna cry, but I was actually too exhausted from from all the emotions up leading up to it that I was just I was out of. I was more exhausted than anything. But what I'm saying is, he's right. It, it, and it, in fact, it's too late now. They they even waited too long. They didn't get shit for Elmore. They didn't get shit for Schwarber. They they you know they kicked the can down the road far too long and now there's a bit of a reckoning going on in everybody's final year and i, I you know it, it's going to be an interesting year it's going to be an interesting year <laughs> let's just put it that i mean you got covid going around you got walk years you got uh dog shit central a lot can happen well uh as you saw earlier and i spliced it in earlier because they were talking about the bull penis um David Ross did also come out today, so that was kind of interesting. Oh, congratulations, and, David. Right. He was asked, what are they going to do without you? You know, last year was such a such a strong year for you. I think it's hard to just say one guy Thanks, is going to fill that role, right? I think it, we're going to look at it like, <laughs> one, just the innings that we're going to have to I fill. I think it was kind of a hard year for guys, you, too. You know, you're not going to have a 200-inning guy this year. You know, I think it's going to be a – uh, a group of guys that are going to have to fill that role. And, um, you know, I got a lot of, and who I got a lot of confidence be? in our group. And <laughs> I got a lot of confidence in our no, group. I don't think that's uh, where we're looking. You didn't even know their names. Just like group. Kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, getting the innings from different guys, maybe sending a guy to a bull, uh, to the bull. We can't go with, we can't go with the six man rotation. Cause uh, I can't remember the five we have. Of some guys that, that can be swing men <laughs> and, um, kind of fill different roles for us, but I think this is going to be something that we're going to have to adjust to and 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 see whether you know health or performance. There's going to be a lot of factors into to who's taking the ball uh, as well as innings and and protecting these guys. That's going to be an interesting. This you know they asked about the the six man rotation, and I don't see where they would even get six starters out of this group. But but the idea of how important that swing man is going to be. If you guys remember like Glenn, you know, Sean Marshall in the past, guys that can start guys that can do middle relief, those type of things, guys are going to have to pick up innings because, you know, I know everyone, when you take a look, we, we looked at it, the average, I think we looked at it last week. We said, what guys, you know, really strong elite pitchers, you know, go about what, 150, 150 innings. Yeah. One, yeah. These days. Yeah. Right. One, yeah 150 to 170 seems to be the, so let's say 160, right? And what they're saying is is with these guys getting ramped up and not getting ramped up and throwing less innings than normal last year, that they're going to be very cautious. A lot of these guys are – they're going to – like I said, the most you could – I would be surprised to see too many of the Cubs pitchers throw 130 innings. Maybe, okay. maybe. So here's where Danny was talking that you zig when everybody zagged, right? Okay, so everybody has these power pitchers that throw 100. They won't be able to hold up. But when you're only throwing 88 mile per hour, like none of those guys are going to have arm problems, right? So there you go. You get 200 innings out of each one of these dudes yeah, and no. you win. Well, and you always need somebody that can come in and fill up a, you, you talk about like a swing situation with somebody like a Mike Montgomery, you know, that it, it the role he filled. Going and I think it messed him up too. 
starting and then because it's a different preparation when you're starting and then you're coming out there and you're doing two or three innings because he was basically your long man as well and you look look at this team you kind of wish that uh, somebody like Alzali that you kind of wish that he was in that role that oh sometimes you start and then but you can also p- pitch the long man out of the bullpen but he's going to be probably thrust in to a starter role right away and and i guess with not necessarily a very short leash because they're going to need him to be out there for at least 5 innings just to eat the inning so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out so. Yeah, I mean, and then you got other guys. You got Zach Davies. Obviously, he's kind of like your number two. Jake Arrieta, you hope, is going to be giving you what Lester gave you last year with like the five or six kind of. But I think you might be, you know, leaning on dudes like Underwood. And <laughs> I mean, you might see starts from him or uh, you know, Tyson Miller, who got out there last year for the first time, I think. And, um, and they did pick up. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shelby Miller. So, I, I mean, who knows what he's got in the tank? So, it's, you know. You got, you're going to have these guys that are going to have to go. And, and you're, like I said, the Iowa shuttle is going to really be tested this year. And you get the extra roster spot. Um, they, what are they doing? 26 this year? I forget what it is. They keep changing it. 26 it's going to be? Yeah. And then they have the taxi squad, which uh, – because of COVID so that you can get somebody up to the team real quick too. Oh, they're so, doing another taxi squad situation. Yeah. And then somebody has got to be a catcher and you know, all that stuff. Oh, for the away games. is what you're And, saying, and right? you can also carry more than uh, 13 pitchers. If you want, if you wanted to, you could carry more than 30. So you could have 15 pitchers. I mean, not be a little, cut a little close there, but, but you, you could for, for a, a, a brief time. I think the the moves. If you if you do try to thread the needle, and you can get use guys in their best situations, looking ahead in the schedule matchups, really play all that stuff. I you know, a la the Brewers. Maybe you can cobble together a ninety win season. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it would be, though. That's that's the the ceiling for it. Wouldn't just think, right? And, well, and the, since nobody is supposed to hit ninety in the central at all from any projection, right? Or or miles per hour on a pitch on the Cubs. Also <laughs> <laughs> was asked about uh, a lot. It was brought up about uh, in the press conference. I was kind of surprised was the defensive work of uh, Wilson Contreras. And I'll be the first to say I did not think that he would improve as much as he did. Uh, last year with pitch framing. That was always the big knock on Wilson was his pitch framing was awful. And last year, his metrics looked really, really good. So uh, Rossi was asked about that. You know, we talk a lot about the guys that are they're in their walk years. I think Wilson's a huge piece to this team's success. You know, I think he's one of the guys that is a leader out there on the field and has put in the work. If you would have seen the work this guy put in from spring training number one with Craig Driver and spring training number two, and then to see it transpire into success, I think it's a no-brainer that you'll continue to see him continue to grow the work he puts in, his mentality uh, about uh, how he goes about his business. And uh, every time he steps on that field, uh, he expects to win. He expects greatness from himself and from his teammates and from his pitching staff. So uh, I think he's continued to grow and at growing as a leader um, and do, putting in that work. So I think 
uh, you'll see uh, definitely, definitely you'll see uh, those numbers can continue to trend in the right direction. I mean, I think you have to ask the question, is Wilson our yachty? Well, the, stop. The, Quit hitting me. <laughs> Quit throwing shit at me. <laughs> question, don't the Cubs have a surplus in catchers? And it's an interesting point that he brings up because you hear Ross speaking so highly of Wilson, but, you know, in two years, is Miguel Amaya going to be ready after in the next two seasons? And and so if the, if the answer is yes, are you going to give Wilson the paper? I mean, well, if you give him four years, then you've got two years of Amaya at the major league level as a backup before he can take over the starting, yeah, and then you, you're playing the long game. You don't necessarily want Miguel Amaya to come up and be a backup catcher, though. You know, it, you, we've well, seen yeah, there's a, there's a that's a role that's I think at this point defined as to what a, a backup catcher does, and. Victor Caratini, who, by the way, I, I just looked it up because I was interested to look uh, look it up. Victor Caratini caught a U Darvish last year, almost exclusively, and uh, so a lot of the the best the the best excellence of pitching uh, last year was to Victor, not to Wilson, and also um, Alec Mills's no hitter was caught by Victor Caratini as well. So. Um, not that those are just you know situational games, but at at the same time, I don't really buy the idea that um, Wilson Contreras is part of this team's future, and it's because of of Amaya, because I think they are high on him unless they trade him. But I also know that what one of those Mets rumors, which I guess were not true, they, they were going after some crazy uh, catcher prospect as well. And I remember somebody on Twitter being like, well, don't they have enough catcher prospects? And that, so I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. They, they have a lot of shortstops. They got a lot of catchers. Uh, that's, they got no pitchers. You, get, you, have, to, <laughs> right. you, you have to rebalance it. When you have so, more catchers, and you have pitchers, there's an issue with your team. You need both. And by the way, happy – we didn't even say it. Happy pitchers and catchers, everybody. Today is the official day. I don't even think we, we said happy pitchers. Hat. Yeah, that's that's why I have a catcher pitching on my hat. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just – I have one hat with me. <laughs> so this is the hat I'm wearing. <laughs> that has been asked of every Cubs manager since Dexter Fowler went to the Redbirds is who is going to be leading off? Technically, this has been asked of every in, Cubs in manager my ever. Right now, I still have Happer at the top. I think again, like there's just ebbs and flows to the season, and I know the leadoff question is always a big one here. Um, but yeah, I think like <laughs> look, I. There's so many things that are unknown. It's just, I know we can look at the numbers and, you know, dive into these guys' history, but I really do, you know, try to give guys clean slate. Every year for me is, is unique, and, and I know it is as a player, and everybody comes in with, with tweaks and adjustments they've made in the offseason. So I was going to sit back and watch and see, have these conversations with these guys when they get here and, um, and kind of form a plan and, and a lineup uh, once, once we see how things are going to play out. It's time for another commercial interruption. Uh, this brought to you by eBay. eBay sneakers. 
Uh, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker that you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchased before they're sent to you. So you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay get this, has completely eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, and it's free to sell or flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for <laughs> more sneakers. Now, check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by the great people at BetOnline. Uh, bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action now football might be over but nba college basketball the nhl they're in full swing bet online even covers awards tv shows and reality tv real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine Bet online as you covered for all the news scores and odds and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts and sponsors of the Sun Ranto Show. Yeah, I mean, well, Ian Happ is the choice. I mean, he's got to be. Well, so I was listening to Cubs Talk podcast today. And uh, they mentioned that Jock Peterson has over a thousand at bats from the leadoff spot. He isn't. He hasn't been great at that spot, like a two thirty eight average or something like that. But he does have the experience, and so they were wondering if maybe that might be another. Uh, probably Ian Happ, right? I mean, David Ross just said it. But with Jock Peterson, there might be another option. Well, yeah, and the ebbs and flows of a season too. I mean, you're either way. It's probably going. Ian Happ, you get the split. You get the uh, the switch hitting out of the deal. Not that I mean, he's obviously better than the left from the left side. Jock is just a straight lefty. So right. I mean, and and if you look at Ian Happ's OBP, batting first uh, it, in the in the batting order. He has a 327 on base percentage. This is not Dexter Fowler esque. This is not going to, you know, this is not going to qualify him for Anthony Rizzo's greatest leadoff hitter of all time uh, accolade. But uh, Jack Peterson, exact same 325 OBP, uh, slightly higher OPS uh, because he has um, 69 home runs from that spot. Nice. Yeah. We're, so, I mean, the question really is then who has more pop in the bat? Because, I mean, Ian Happ does have some, you know, he, he has the ability to hit it out. He had a great year last year. If he continues to show that, you don't necessarily want that at the top of your lineup. You want that in your two or three spot instead of number one. Especially with uh, pitchers hitting. You know, because that's how it's going to come around yeah. at least a couple times during the game. So, uh, yeah, it, 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 
It could be. I I like Ian. I like Ian Happ up there more than anybody else that you got. But they the Cubs did not fix that problem. That is a huge hole that they could have fixed with. I don't know what Colton Wong's OBP is, or if he can lead off or something. But they did not get any uh, on base. Could we have not gotten Dexter Fowler plus twelve million dollars? I mean the. The Ricketts are throwing away money not going after that deal. Well, especially because we're going on the because <laughs> because we're going on the 2016 reminiscing tour anyway. You already got Jake. Back. I know, and they would have probably done Lester if he wasn't like ants had ants in his pants and and uh, couldn't wait for Ricketts spack money to get to go through. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I mean, he's still going through the intake process and. Okay, so that's that's it for Jed. We're going to remove Jed from here. But, you know, just some interesting points that were kind of brought up here. And, and we talked about Workman's in here, Strokes back. Um, you know, there's also some non-roster invitees that we were talking about pitchers and catchers. Uh, when you take a look here, there's some familiar names in there, but a lot of these guys aren't. You know, Ian Miller, wasn't he the guy last year, Danny, that we were sure was going to play a ton of games because he was in like every spring training game and then he never saw any action? Yeah, Ian Miller, uh, he's a fast dude, good defense. And then they went and got Billy Hamilton instead. And, um, and it, I thought he was going to make the team just because he has elite speed. And, um, unfortunately, that wasn't enough to make the team. They, they went with somebody with more experience at having elite speed with, uh, Hamilton. But yeah, you, you look up and down this list. There's a bit of a hole at second base. Uh, Right now, they have um, a couple of guys that maybe they. I mean, Matt Duffy, I guess maybe could get in there. He was, he's trying to catch on with somebody. He was with the Giants. He's the only guy. Trent Jambroni, who never has really gotten a chance with the Cubs, um, and then uh, Michael Hermosillo, who I think we talked about a little bit. He was kind of an early acquisition. Um, Nick Martini. So they're just going to see if anybody sticks here. I I think this is just depth plays. And if somebody has a great spring, maybe they've got a shot on this team. But it's pretty – I mean, what is really available on the Cubs right now? Maybe a f- one outfield spot, maybe. <laughs> well, what's amazing is I saw that uh, they aren't looking for left-handed pitching, but they are looking for left-handed second baseman. At least they're not looking for a left-handed shortstop because then we'd really have some trouble. (laughs) Left-handed catcher, maybe. Some injury news that, you know, this is something that has me worried here, and this is from Russell Dorsey from the Sun-Times. Rowan Wicks' intercoastal injury is related to left oblique strain that shut him down last year. Said he's feeling better this offseason, but Wick doesn't have full range of motion yet. Rowan Wick was a guy that, when you talk about eighth-inning guy, that was that. That's your eighth inning guy right there. Yeah, him and well, the Wick brothers too. Brad too, and, and I don't know what his. What, do we still have him? Do we still have Brad? Brad, yes. yes. Yeah, okay. Because he had that issue with his heart. I know last year. So, um, but yeah, Rowan Wick, you really are going to depend on that, him. He came. Man, he came on so strong in what was it, twenty nineteen? And you're like, oh, we might actually have something here. Like, actually, the Cubs have a have a dude that didn't have to pay you know, $8 million to come out of the pen and, and work out for you. Um, but yeah, th- dude, that oblique stuff that does not heal that well. 
And uh, you remember last year, the Cubs had nobody in COVID protocol. Uh, not not the case so far this year, as we already got somebody, uh, as Danny put it, on the Coco coaster. It's, uh, Kyle Ryan. I think we might be losing Danny here a little bit. So, yeah. yeah Kyle sure. Ryan is. I'm back, oh, are you I'm back, back, Danny? Okay. Yeah. The Coco coaster. Uh, I think that's what we call it. It's, you know, we've had, we've lived with COVID. We're going to have to live with COVID for a long uh, time. So from now on, when a player gets, has to go on the COVID DL or IL, I think we call it the Coco Coaster. You guys with me or is, or am I being too flippant about the the serious disease? Um, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a shame. So hopefully he's okay. And hopefully he gets back. Does he have COVID? Was he exposed to COVID? Like they, they can't tell you that stuff. Tell you is that it's he's in the protocol, so he may have been exposed. He may have it. We, we have no clue. But uh, it's just something that you're going to have to be very careful for. And I was talking to somebody that works with uh, you know with some knowledge of uh, the Tampa Bay front office, and and just, they are nervous to hell about this stuff. Is you cannot do what they did last year, where you're ramping these pitchers up and then they got to ease off and then ramp them up again. It doesn't work, and and that's where you're going to see more injuries. And so you hope that these guys are being as careful as possible, as careful as the Cubs were last year, and not getting sloppy like the Marlins and the Cardinals last year. Oh, God, that was horrible. I mean, and and that's what caused all those seven inning double headers to happen because they didn't take it seriously. And, uh, you know, they're going out to strip clubs and right, right in the middle of a pandemic. Like, this didn't care. Uh, and hopefully there's going to be some – I don't know, the players' union obviously wouldn't go for it, but hopefully they'll there'll be penalties to this sort of thing. Like, when the Cardinals made the playoffs last year, they made it by playing a full – I don't know, games and games fewer than everybody else. So that's less work on their pitcher's arms, less – I mean, they still sucked in the playoffs, but still they made it and it was annoying because they didn't belong. They didn't belong there. The Marlins, too. They ended up same thing. They had less uh, arms and they beat us. They mowed us down in the playoffs in that three game series. So I don't know. Maybe we win if they if they. I don't know. I think anybody from the east or west was going to be anybody in the central because the central we the central got found out in the playoffs big time. Oh yeah. Cause I, what did they score the whole NL? Cause the Reds made it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Four teams in the NL made it or in the uh, central made it to the playoffs and they were all out in two games. Yeah. They scored. I think it, we scored one run all together. Like the, <laughs> entire, the entire NL central in, in nine different games. Um, there, so, was a couple, uh, there was a couple other moves in MLB. We talked about Tatis already. Uh, Jason Kipnis was thought of as a potential second base uh, option for the Cubs. Not anymore. He's going to Atlanta. And oh, he never talking- got Cubs fans to cheer wait, for. Wait, wait, wait. I, 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 didn't, really bad. I didn't know. I didn't know Jason Kipnis was from Atlanta. <laughs> he is not from. <laughs> he's he, he's actually from a suburb right outside of Atlanta. Right outside Danny. of Atlanta. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Isn't Atlanta uh, all suburbs? The Glenbrook, Atlanta. Um. And Mike Montgomery is going to join my pal Albert Almora at the New York Mets. So yeah. uh, one person that we were really, really hoping would get a shot at a major league team, a friend of the show, he's a, he appeared on here, uh, Matt Caesar. Uh, good news because he's a good guy, but bad news for us. Uh, he is now a Cardinal. 
And so I uh, tweeted, we finally rescued Dexter Fowler from St. Louis, but now they got Super Caesar. In all honesty, I'm so happy for Matt. You know, he's a World Series champ, talented artist, bone marrow donor, great guy. We wish him luck. But I put in there, we finally rescued Dexter Fowler. Take a look at who liked the tweet. <laughs> Dexter Fowler. The only Matt Caesar and Fowler, they're the only ones. Everyone else in the world were like, yeah, fuck you, Crawley. But those two liked it. <laughs> they they, they would have gotten more likes, but everybody was too busy counting the letters in, in his tweet. <laughs> to see it, to see they were like, a... what does 148 characters mean? <laughs> is it going to be 148 years till the next time we win a World Series? How come the caller likes the fact that we rescued him from St. Louis? I mean, I just thought that, I mean, like, that was just a crack up, you know, because, uh, you know he never liked it there. He he fucking hated it in St. Louis. It's like this there place. were problems there. I I read uh, Colton Wong's uh, farewell to St. Louis, and I threw up in my mouth the entire time I was reading it. I was just like, oh, I had such a great time. I was like, shut up. I'm glad the Cubs didn't sign him just because he wrote a love letter to St. Louis. You know, yeah. like I just don't think I could cheer for him after reading that. Um, so, so what else uh, happened? Oh, oh! I, Uncle Mike actually asked me about Mike Montgomery, and uh, he, he's our—he's the our Mets friend. He wasn't on the show last year because we didn't play the Mets, but he'll be on this year when we play the Mets. Uncle Mike will come on. Uh, I know a lot of Sunranto longtime listeners love Uncle Mike, but uh, he says, "Hey, we got your guy Mike Montgomery. What do you think?" And I'm like, "We already used him." <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Like he's done, dude. Like his arm is off. So as and, I told you. And we talked about pitchers and catchers report. I got my tickets to three games in Arizona. Yeah, and, baby. Uh, you know, they're going to, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be tough. There's no tailgating, no autographs, no pictures. They're going to be very limited on the backfields for those of you that like to see the backfields. And it, everything. It's like a player's heaven almost. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we don't have to deal with that crawly guy. <laughs> I'll be crashing through the bushes to try to get pictures of the backup, backup, backup catcher. But, uh, you know, when you look at it, they're going to have pods of two, four, or six people. So when I bought tickets today, I couldn't buy three tickets. I had to buy four tickets. So. Um, masks have to be on the entire game uh, unless you're eating or drinking. So that's fine. Cause I'll be drinking the whole time anyway. So I'll be double. <laughs> I'm like, Carly, just take a straw. Yeah. I, I saw those masks that have like the straw holes in them. So I was thinking about that. Um, <laughs> Marquis did make some, also, uh, some news today. You won't be booing Marquis right now. Uh, I mean, uh, we won't be. I mean- I mean, we, we we might be booing the Marquee Network as soon as I... The Marquee Network! You won't be booing the Marquee Network in one year. So, the spring training broadcast schedule has come out. And if you notice, uh, I mean, obviously last year was so effed up. But a lot. it seems like they have a lot of games. I don't, they don't have all the games. But, but a lot of the games are on uh, Marquee that you'll be able to see them. Um Boy, I will be there on Thursday and Friday, the 25th and 26th, so maybe I'll... Look, look for you in your pod <laughs> with, the, with, with with your extra chair. With my shirt. By four. <laughs> shirt off, we're walking, stumbling around the berm. I don't know. It'll be a good hey, time. Hey, Crawley, take a goat. I hear if you have a ticket, just you can take a goat. You, yeah, you, know, does, you paid yeah. for him. And um, then uh, there was some news today about Michael's favorite announcer, Boo. I did. 
I did want to point out that all those games are home. I believe they're all Sloan home games that they're oh. not doing. They're not doing any road games. Cause if you remember last year, I think they were going to broadcast every single spring training game. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was a lot more than this. And uh, I think it's just because of protocols. They're just doing the home. So hopefully some of the other teams will uh, pick up the slack and we can see a few more games. Cause you know, us like we like watching baseball. So I want to see more than that. So uh, we talked about Len Casper leaving and Boog, Boog Skiambi uh, replacing John. Him. His name's John. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a grown he's a grown adult man. It's uh, the question, I guess, is is that he is still working for ESPN. He still will be doing certain games for ESPN. So Marquis announced today the three fill-ins for when uh, Boog is not there. And so number one is the guy that we were all scared would get the job, Chris Myers. I mean, that yeah. guy just is pure mayonnaise. I mean, he just bland. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Chris He's, Myers is one of the guys. He, 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 when the Anglos met the Saxons, there, there, was, <laughs> there was Chris Myers. But we when, talked Wonder, about- when Wonder Bread met Marshmallow Fluff, there was Chris Myers. Michael, you talked about the, the opportunity for a woman play-by-play, and, and we now do have one. That Beth Mowens is going to be taking some of the play-by-play duties, which is really awesome. Yeah. It, I, I went on, uh, online on YouTube and listened to her voice. It's great. She's, uh, she's good at She's done a lot of football. I guess the Raiders? Is uh was was her team at least she, a lot of she's them. actually done uh the University of Illinois, uh, and I think maybe some Northwestern games, but she's done a lot of college stuff and a little bit of NFL. Yeah, well, she's All great, right. and I I like her voice. It's a it's a good play by play voice and very kind of matter of fact, not annoying. Then, so there's I mean, one more filling, one more filling, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Pat Virgil Hughes will be filling in for Boog Skiambi when he's not there on certain games. Now, I'm very curious. I don't know if they're – how it's going – and then what will then happen – Not Zach be Zaidman. Zach Zaidman is going to be taking on play-by-play on the radio. Yeah. No, so. it's going to – they're going to they're gonna leave uh, Ronnie all by himself. <laughs> Just – he's going to do – He's, he's just going to be by himself calling the entire game. Kind of like the uh, old fifth thing, right? Um, for those people who are lucky enough to get marquee, um, I do have to put this plug in here, is that Doug Clanville has had two episodes of Class in Session. And if you do have marquee, it is absolute – I mean, everybody knows that we love Doug Glanville. Marquee wants to do better, more Doug Glanville. That, that, that is my uh, – recommendations but that he's really just doing a great job and it's really interesting and, and thought-provoking stuff so well um, kudos to him too because you know he's he's on there talking about stuff that's beyond the game that's about the culture of the game and it's it's wonderful that he's bringing that to the table and that the cubs are letting him do it because what I think he's only allowed to do – I mean, they're just letting him do episode by episode and just kind of see how it goes. So please support it. So when you see it on or or if – I guess you could stream it if you have the app anytime you want. Uh, but if, if, you do, if you are able to watch that show, like support it because I feel 
Like the more people that watch it, the more they're going to keep kind of green lighting episodes. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's important to start at this point, really supporting it and supporting Doug. And because this is what we want for the Cubs as Cub fans, we want to be the innovative team. I'm so happy that they, even if it is the backup announcer job that they did not go with a dude. If they, it was three white dudes, they did not do that this time. That made me feel really good as a fan. Yeah, you know, same thing with Doug's show. Okay, you're gonna make a marquee network. You well, <laughs> lately they've been filling it with you know college basketball and stuff, but and and gambling shows. But uh, now they're maybe not a pandemic year. Some of these plans are gonna start coming through. We're gonna get the channel that we want. And if Doug's part of that, then freaking awesome. And if they do stuff that's more, I guess, socially conscious. I think that makes us feel good as Cub fans because there's a shitload that they do that doesn't. So it's it's nice that they're being receptive to that and they're being receptive to Doug. Now, uh, Ray, what Bacari, else we about the uh, ticket prices at Sloan? Was there a big increase? No, I didn't. I didn't notice a big increase in the prices. They're usually about thirty-five to forty-five dollars, which are high compared to other uh, spring training games. Um, I got tickets to the Reds game in Goodyear. And I think those were like twenty five bucks each. So I didn't I didn't see a big uh, price increase. Um, other news: uh, FanGraphs postseason odds were released. If you remember, we were talking the other uh, last week uh, that they had who had it was it Pakota had the Cubs in second place behind the Brewers. Yeah, but they uh, had us a playoff team though. I think correct. The FanGraphs postseason odds are out, and they have it looking way different than. Uh, Pakoda did. They have the Cardinals at a 36% chance, the Brewers at a 36.5.4, and our beloved Cubs at 21% chance. And if you look all the way down at the Pirates, 0.4% chance. <laughs> I mean, that 0.4 is even a joke. <laughs> I mean, about- it, it, there really is a 0% chance that they will make the playoffs. And Michael's right. Former uh, Colorado Rockies at point one. Point one. Oh my God, that team! Holy shit, they're bad. They are. Uh, they're not looking good. And getting rid of Nolan Arenado. And I've heard that there's now they're trying to shop Trevor Story. <laughs> like, good God. Uh, how about the Zoom talked a little bit at the Marlins, like point seven? I mean, they they had some good young players last year and some good pitchers. I, I mean, point yeah, seven. It, well, it's because they're not doing the expanded playoffs anymore. I mean, the yeah. only reason all these teams had a chance last year is because of expanded playoffs. But now you look and you got the NL East, 81% for the Mets. Uh, LA Dodgers, 96%. Uh, San Diego Padres, 92%. You know, all of those. The NL Central would not crack the... Well, I guess the top two at all. They would be third in everything. And the only reason they have 30-some percent in each one of those is because nobody really knows, but somebody has to win the division. There's no way that nobody wins the division. Like, you can't have them all fail and send <laughs> and send the Nationals instead or something. Well, you're not going to get a wild card out of there. Right. There's no wild card, so you have to win the division. Yeah which is why they're only at 36%. I mean, basically it's a three-team toss-up. 
with uh, the advantage going to the Brewers or the Cardinals in the way that they're looking at it, you know, but it's going to be, I mean, San Diego and LA, I can't believe they have 96 and 92% out there. That's amazing. Those are, I mean, if they were just doing a regular seating, not no, no East central West, your one, two would be Dodgers Padres. I would put the Braves above the Mets, but that's just me. Uh, and then I would, you know, the Mets, you, you wonder if they're going to met. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, they, they tend to met. <laughs> they've, been tra- <laughs> they've been trying to met all offseason, and they just keep spending money and adding players. Like, they, they lose their GM with Jared Porter going down for his – for being a dickhead, and then, and then, what else happened in the Mets? There's something else that bad that happened. They, they, one of their hitting coaches yeah. had uh, a sexual assault charge like three years ago, or something. Yeah, yeah that just came up, and then you know, the, the only worst. Oh, thing and, and and Tim Tebow retired today. Retired. Yeah. The only worst <laughs> thing the Mets could have done was so high. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that jumped the Mets from sixty percent to eighty. They're like, finally, they'll get a little bit of depth without Tebow down there. So what's the AL looking like? AL looks like this. And and remember that they had the Sox in third place in Pocota. They have the Sox being a 60% chance. Twins still taking at 65. AL West has Houston beating the drum again at 71%. Look at the Angels taking that jump up. I had the Angels in the playoffs last year, and they didn't make it. Um, Well, I mean, that jump up, though, it's still 37%. Like, it's still... They're still number six on that list, right? The Oakland A's are one of those teams, though, that are always yeah. kind of like, you know, they always seem to outperform. You got the Yankees in first, and they like Toronto. Toronto with some offseason moves. And then uh, Boston, who had a really, really difficult year last year, bouncing up to 47%. But look at the Rays. Uh, World Series last year, 18% chance this year. Yeah, and Orioles with zero. Like, they didn't even give them the point one that the Rockies had. This is 0% chance. Like That's amazing. Might, yeah, don't even show. Just don't come. Don't play the games. Like, in fact, like, we're just going to take Baltimore. We're going to give it to Virginia, and we're going to call it a day. You know, and uh, it's, it's just going to be part of it. It'll be like Washington, D.C., just a district. We're not even going to call it. Maybe they get relegated. They, I mean, honestly, the Yankees farm team could probably beat the Baltimore Orioles is how that works. Yeah. Here, here's a question. Would you watch uh, a postseason sort of tournament with maybe the, the three worst teams in each league playing each other? Dude, I'd or, watch any baseball any or, <laughs> or possibly take the worst MLB team and put it up against, and then take the champions from single A, double A, and triple A, and put it up against the three worst MLB teams and run a tournament that way. What do you think about that? Well, that's the relegation thing, and then, like, uh, one team would get to come in, and one would... That would that would actually be amazing. I would love that. But, no, just no relegation, but just to play. Poor Brandon Hines is a little yumper who who has got 0% chance of getting into the postseason. Now, I do have to go on a little bit of a rant here. We have talked ad nauseum at how much Rob Manford hates baseball. And he literally has to be the dumbest in the entire universe. 
And if you missed the really great article, I had it on my Twitter account, and I kind of went on a uh, uh, kind of went on a uh, rant about this, a thread. MLB, if you didn't look at Awful Announcing, which is a really good uh, Twitter follow, it, it showed that MLB is ending in-game coordinators. They're cutting across the board in-game coordinators. And you may ask yourself, what is an in-game coordinator? These are the people that run the social media accounts. Now, the list has already started. People have already started saying who, who, you know, if they lost their jobs or not. You saw a lot of great people. And there's a lot more, guys, that I know of, that this list is now nowhere near through. So any of you guys that like those at and whatever the teams, the people that make the game fun and relatable, how do you think young people consume baseball? Do you think they read the sports page like you're, you know, you did when, you know, you were five or six, they check the box scores. That's not what happens. Okay. Young people check social media. Their connection to the game is through social media. And by cutting these at a time when baseball keeps bitching that their fan base is getting old and dying. Why would they cut all these great content providers? These are these are not going to be people that are easily replaced. I, I don't know what MLB is doing. You saw NFL trying to get young fans into it by having the games on Nickelodeon and stuff like that. This, to me, just pisses me off just how short-sighted baseball is. They think putting a runner on second in extra innings is going to bring young fans in, but it's not important if we cut fucking social media content providers. Right. Oh, the the ca- fans that st- that are not watching anymore because the game's four hours long before that guy ever gets on second base. Yeah. Right. Well, that, that, it's kind of like our show, but if you stick around that long, you might hear uh, that Jake Arrieta is coming back to the Cubs too, though. So, oh, you like, have an announcement tonight too. By the way, yeah, yeah, we're going to break that same news tonight. Just like, like Marquis, we are breaking that Jake Arrieta is back, baby. Yeah, Artie writes oh. in, social media is how to grow the sport. I mean, obviously, but here, I'm, I'm not going to push back because I totally agree that this is a tragedy, that, that MLB is getting – they're not getting rid of their ats. They're still at Rockies, at Cubs. They're, all those ats, they're just going to be run in a different way and not by individuals who are going to be making decisions. And, th- and so I, I did a lot AI of – what did you say? They're going to have like AI bots or something, yeah, you know? Like. No, I, I think that's it. And, th- and that's kind of why I think they did it because you have these personalities. We know at Cubs, we've met at Cubs. We like at Cubs. We've hung out with at Cubs. He's a good guy. We like him it's a lot. It's really weird that we always call him at Cubs, even to his face. But well, I mean, strange, you do what you strangely, do. strangely enough, it's his birth name. <laughs> it's it's the oddest thing. It's how he got the job. <laughs> That's but, how he got uh, the job. It's Swedish. It, 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 it means it, it means chosen. No, but uh, if you follow any of your, you know, any baseball teams, I've I've loved the Rockies. Had one of the best Twitter accounts. Uh, other uh, I disagree. Boys, Oh, they, they were. I thought they were good, and there, there's a lot of other good ones out there that are just fun to interact with. And sometimes you just see great burns on there, and, and it's just fun. And, and, and bad and, ones too. There's bad ones. Like sure. I think the Brewers are idiots. Sure. I mean, that yeah. guy's an idiot or a woman, whoever runs that thing. He's it's one of the petty, right? Sad, but that's my point. The MLB does not want this. They do not want their teams to have personalities that are individual to their fan bases. So they're going to just make it an information-based, streamlined sort of mouthpiece of the organization, and they're not going to say 
anything anymore. Now, we're not going to be entertained by this at all, except for the fact that they're going to be showing Cubs highlights that we're going to click on, and then there'll be an ad to watch before the 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 uh, the thing that we want to see. And what I'm saying is they do not want personalities. I think It'll just be reasoning. one person in a room in New York with uh, 15 television screens trying to – and all they're doing is just – one one info Cubs Cardinals, uh, yeah, you know two one Giants Dodgers. That's it. It's gonna suck. And and again, this is what we talked about when we had our complaints last year about Marquee. Is don't make it generic. Don't make it just bland. Don't and and that's what we're getting here. And uh, you know it's it, you know Artie's a big wrestling fan. Artie Boucher, a good fan, you know, friend of the show. Uh, but but that's fun when you have heels like the Brewers. I like giving at Brewers shit. I like talking shit to Ed Cardinals. Like it was just fun. It, like I never was mean or, or anything like that. But it, but but creating that sense of rivalry and and and, and I, I forget. I think the Tigers were losing twenty three nothing, and I think the at Tigers put up a weather report because it was like just fucking just. But it was just <laughs> funny. You know what I mean? It's like just just be creative, and it's like they're killing creativity. They're <laughs> they're killing social media on baseball. Which again, this is how. The younger generation consumes the sport. We talked about how Pitching Ninja got taken off momentarily until people complained uh, by MLB for using videos that got people interested in pitchers and throw and grips and rotations of the ball. And and other other groups, too, that MLB has constantly been just shitting on. John Boy they were shitting on for a while. And it's just like, stop. This is Why do you think all these people are clicking to John Boy? It's because it's funny and it's entertaining. So why the fuck would you sit there and cut people creating content? It's going to be a mistake. And again, baseball just keeps shooting themselves in the foot. The mm-hmm. NFL has always been known as the no fun league, right? Because they didn't let them do anything. It would, that's, I mean, uh, baseball is taking, you know, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're doing a hold my beer right now. They don't market their players. Now they're taking the front facing, you know, Twitter handles off, uh, you know, all the Facebook, all that stuff. The social media stuff is just gone now. Except for, like Danny said, just your bland facts. Yeah, here's some facts. Can I tell you how not fun NFL is as a league? Just because <laughs> I, I, I worked, I worked for them once at a at a special event. So um, there was a, uh, a, a, it was the pregame Super Bowl party, and I played a talking horse named Sulky. I, I don't know if you remember this, Michael. I think <laughs> this is maybe right around the time I, just, I met you right I just, before. I just feel like you're getting typecast. So yeah, no, well, I was a wisecracking horse. <laughs> I, I was I was in a broom closet with a microphone, and Sulky was out there as his plastic horse. And people that paid a lot of money to go to the Super Bowl, uh, the Meadowlands, could come by, and uh, you know, I'd insult them, and you know, <laughs> about their uh, their clothes. Any, anyway, we go into uh, one of the there's a like a bar area, and I said, "Why is there a giant sheet?" over what seems to be a painting. I said, what's behind the painting? And they said, well, it's a picture of the Holland Tunnel. And if you don't know, it's one of the tunnels that get you from New Jersey into uh, Manhattan. So (laughs) there's the Holland Tunnel. And I said, well, why is this picture of the Holland Tunnel covered with a giant blanket? And they said, because it's at a bar 
and NFL thinks that you're promoting drinking and driving by there being the Holland Tunnel. So, like that's how not fun they oh. are, and that's that's the stuff that these people think about. In you know, oh, we'll cover that painting and uh, take away that guy's Twitter handles. He's being too snarky, and and I agree with you, Crawley. What they're forgetting is that this is supposed to be entertaining. This I, I thought for sure. Oh, for go fun. ahead. Go ahead. No, it's what we do for fun. That's all I was going to say. And dealing with that Cubs, making fun of at Brewers, all that stuff, the 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 snarkiness between Twitter handles, that was fun. The fans, the ones that aren't total assholes, uh, had a lot of fun with it. It's it's unfortunate, but I don't I bet you people like the Brewers complained. They said, "We can't find a good guy who's not an idiot, who's a who's to run our thing." I like your other theory better, Danny, where they just they just want to make it bland, put out stats, and not what if somebody puts something controversial or upset somebody or something something stupid, who knows, and just keep it bland and uncontroversial and basic, and that's just absolutely horrible. Yeah. No, it sucks. It's it's stupid, and I think it's short-sighted, but I, also there was an unevenness between the teams based upon the talent of the person who was – running the account. And I think that some of the, 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 uh, the haves and have nots there. And so I don't know if each team was responsible for hiring their own person and telling, or, and the kind of person they would hire to do it. I mean, I would imagine the, that job is the joke is, Oh, it's some intern tweeting it out. Like yeah. we all know that not to be the case. Okay. Everybody you've gotten through most of this show. You're enjoying yourself. You're laughing along with this. You're having a good time. So why are you bothering listening to me uh, give ads for eBay and Bet Online? That makes no sense. And that's CBD. Why are you listening to this? You don't have to, you know. You could become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto and join 96 other Cub fans who show their love that way. For as little as a dollar a month, you get your own RSS feed and access to our show notes, which really come in handy during the season. We'll have all the pitching matchups. Uh, we'll have stats and uh, lots of information that you're going to want uh, at your fingertips. So do it today. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Simple. It's a dollar a month. There's perks at every level. And we give... 10% of every single dime we get to the Lost Boys and uh, help some uh, fine young youngsters down at on the south side of Chicago. Uh, we help them play baseball and have access to the, well, basically, uh, bats, balls, fields, <laughs> everything they need. Training, coaches, and um, if you don't know about Lost Boys, you should. They're awesome. So, yeah, support us. We'll support them. And thank you uh, for at least considering it, sponsoring the Sunranto Show, patreon.com slash sunranto. It's easy, it's fun, and we will love you more. All right, thanks. Back to the show. Um, you know, the thing is, one of the things that would really get Twitter or Facebook or social media really on fire is when at Cubs would have a back and forth with at Cardinals or at Marlins or whoever. And this is the thing that always blew my mind, especially when I found out that they were all run by the 
league. Why weren't they telling these people talk to each other? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because that's when that's when that shit would end up on ESPN is when Fresh. Yeah. Yeah, Fresh when they were when well, just having fun, right? They would have some shit or they would make a bet and and then they would do something stupid on you know, like they would make Clark the Cub fucking do something dumb because technically they were, you know, having him go against Fred Bird or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. but when the, the at Cubs would go against at Cardinals and they would have that thread of like six, seven tweets of one up in each other. Those were the best. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that really gets you noticed. Well, it's over. Yeah. Now they're just going to be uh, highlights, highlights well, and info. Couple of announcements. Uh, the unconventional. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this is so rich. Oh, my God. So the Cubs in there, God love the Cubs, but they, they stole my idea. I mean, it, Ivy Envy and the Sun Ranto show has been throwing the unconventional Cubs winter party during Cubs convention and raising money for, what, five years now? Yeah. It's been yeah. well publicized in Bleed Cubby Blue, where I used to write a lot. Uh, a lot of people watching the show have attended it and uh, had a lot of fun there. Some of you performed on that stage. You know, uh, we've we've had roundtables with every single Cubs blogger, and we've called it the unconventional this whole time. Well, the Cubs, I guess they got shamed into into doing something because we already had our unconventional this year and we called it the unconventional this year. We did it online. It was the, the Cubs convention with Crawley. We showed all the clip shows and we did all that stuff. And uh, the Cubs are now doing the same. Well, it's not the same thing we did, but they they're calling it the same thing. They stole our name, the unconventional people really thought that, um, that they uh, worked with me on this. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they just fucking stole it, guys. Like they, they and they didn't maybe didn't mean to steal it because it's not that. Oh, we're throwing a convention, but it's not going to be the convention unconventional. It's not, you know, it's not that brilliant. It's pretty obvious joke, or uh, <laughs> it must be. We too. figured it out five years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But for the Cubs did not figure out that it was already taken kind of as a thing. It was a little bit of a – not that they would ask me it. They didn't. They just stole it. But it's. But let's talk about what they're going to do. Um, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to screen share here. And it's kind of interesting. There's a lot, and they're, they're on many, many different platforms. They're starting on Sunday the 21st, which is this Sunday, uh, with a bunch of kids stuff. Um, it's like – Ask Cubs with Clark the Cub, a kids-only press conference, which will probably have some players in it. So it's some of the stuff that they normally do at the Cubs convention, 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 convention. And but there's no place for me to go ahead and have a drink and stumble around. So to me, it's not really the Cubs convention. You're looking at this here, and boy, it's just a lot of. You have to jump around to a lot of places. They're going to have some things on marquee, uh, but a lot of what they're having is really more um, kind of like the top 10 center fielders, or you have to go to Twitter, or you have to go to TikTok. It's like a lot of jumping around, and and uh, it, it to me, it, it just it's like I said, you got the marquee network. Why can't you do something with it? 
that's the that's the issue that I have is is that if you're doing that, if you're doing this convention, why why not do have guys from the '80s like a couple? There's so many guys that live in Arizona. I can't even tell you the amount of ex players that live in Arizona. Uh, Miguel Montero, give that guy 45 minutes and a half a bottle of whiskey, and you'll hear stories that you'll never forget. There's so much you could do, but this is just overwhelming. Yeah, it, it's and it's a lot of different places too. I I think I my mic messed up for a second there, uh, but but yeah, there's a, a Clark the Cub Snapchat lens. Uh, they're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram again. Then they're on Marquee, and there's coloring sheets. I mean, they really did throw a lot at this, and then some of it is on Marquee Network. So unfortunately, they're not going to be able to. Um, uh, I, 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 not everybody's going to be able to see that because it's only local or uh, on the app. If you know somebody local that will give you their login. Um, but there's, if, if you look around here, there's like the Wrigley awards on Wednesday, then on Thursday, uh, uh, now I didn't understand this throwback mic'd up with Ernie Banks. Like (laughs) (laughs) that, that's a huge throwback to do a mic'd up with Ernie Banks. Did they even have, uh, microphones back then? Uh, yeah, they do things um, at spring training, and they would have, like, do you remember, like, if you ever see the clip of uh, Ernie doing, hey, hey, holy mackerel? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah sure. I thought oh, I heard they were mackerel. bringing out a, a hologram. <laughs> they were going to do a hologram of Ernie. You know, that's probably who's going to play second base this year. Um, <laughs> so, but, the, but the, you can see that it's really chock full. It's like, and it goes from uh, Sunday through Friday, and it's, it's just going to be a lot of content coming your way. So, and uh, and if anybody's wondering, this is actually the exact same uh, document we're going to use for our unconventional next year. Yeah, well, that is part of the announcement <laughs> because I think that just at how the uh, the marquee net or the Cubs and marquee network are throwing the unconventional, I believe it's time for us to finally throw Cubs convention. So, I think sometime next week. Uh, I talked to Bleacher Jeff. He said, "Hey, you know the Cubs stole your name. But let's have a game night." So I think what some night next week, uh, maybe you know Friday, we'll figure it out. Friday, Saturday, we'll I'll I'll put up a little event thing and we'll do something fun together. Uh, and maybe even have a show and talk about some of this content that's coming on because I'm sure some of it's going to be hilarious. And you know, if if you got ex players <laughs> talk, I mean, you'll get better stories at. <laughs> Club 400 sitting with Gary Matthews in a couple shots of something. But um, at the same time, it, it's, it's nice that they're doing something. It's a little weird that they would even make us think about Cubs convention at this point. The season's actually starting. Pitchers and catchers is going like we would rather them show us them working out and who had a, a bullpen today and, you know, what, I, I, the non what's the non roster invitee benching <laughs> in the weight room, <laughs> right? So I mean I don't know it's it's but we'll do something next week and of course we'll have our regular show next Wednesday too. I also wanted to mention that uh, I know last week I said we raised seven hundred fifty bucks to send Lost Boys over to uh, the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Well, um, 
me and a couple of Crawley, you're on the uh, panel that we're trying to, and Bill Shugas, a great friend of the, this show is also on the, uh, the panel to, to kind of raise money. It was our first meeting. Uh, they're, they're thinking they need uh, between 30 and $40,000 to make this not cost anything, this trip, for as many people as they want to bring. That's just kind of like a rough estimate. So I just wanted to, to put out there that we're going to be doing a lot of stuff coming up. I'm hoping just like we did a uh, Super Bowl numbers thing that uh, we can do a yeah, uh, the yeah the the uh, squares. I th- I think we can do uh, a March Madness bracket thing coming up. I, I know that's probably starting in a few weeks, so look for that. Uh, and once again, thanks for everybody that's been contributing to that. And it's it's been great to work with Levante and kind of this year be more hands on with him. And once again, I will mention that if you are a Patreon supporter. Uh, which you should be, patreon.com slash sunranto gets you in. And uh, we give 10%. We tithe it over to Lost Boys. 10% of everything we get uh, is is goes straight to uh, the Lost Boys. So I'm putting it up right now, patreon.com slash sunranto, become a member. And uh, you get the podcast early. You uh, get our show notes. You get uh, the music at certain levels. There's uh, the calendar you can get. So. Join on up. We do uh, a lot of uh, little kind of smaller clips and stuff like that too. So yeah, and we've got some plans to do uh, other stuff. Oh, you can also join the Sunranto uh, Super Ranters on Facebook, where uh, I think we're planning on doing more stuff over there. We 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 have yet to figure it out, but we 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 want to do special things for for special people. Um, Michael, you have a new podcast out, so why don't you tell us about that? I listened today; it was very good. I enjoyed it. I do. Thanks. Yeah, I have uh, the baseball rabbit hole. Uh, it's just me. You don't have to listen to these other two jerk offs anymore. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. So I decided to do a baseball history podcast. Uh, baseball history is in quotations because it it's not going to tell you stats or anything like that. It's really kind of the uh, esoteric parts of baseball and the weird things that we found. And, uh, and anytime you ask a baseball question to the internet, you end up falling down like 12 different rabbit holes. And so I just kind of follow those. And then I talk about them on the show. They're about, it's less than 20 minutes. It's a quick listen, something, uh, you know, to have a little fun, listen to it on, uh, the way to work or whatever. You could fit six rabbit holes into one Sun Ranto show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was great. Uh, I found out on the last show that Abner Doubleday invented baseball. So that was amazing. No, I'm kidding. We we learned that he didn't and that it's all a big sham and it comes from a game called Rounders, which I know a lot of people already know. But the rabbit hole part of it I thought was interesting about Abner Doubleday's life. And 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 you kind of came to the conclusion that this guy barely even likes sports. Yeah, <laughs> in the end, it was it was all about this like weird America first that the, it was this typical American game and Americans made it up and it was fascinating. Yeah. I, I couldn't have picked a better topic. Like I totally was just thinking, you know, it's the first show. Do Abner Doubleday? He started baseball, sort of thing, only to find out that. It's all fake news, <laughs> and yeah. you know it's it's rich guys manipulating the media and all sorts of stuff. And I mean, it's so totally not like today. 
it's yeah it's such uh, a unique perspective yeah it's it's weird to look back in the past and see no resemblance uh and then uh also and we always forget to say this that you have a website that you run called indie pod report which is really cool because it's you amalgamate many different independent podcasts and and let people find them because now i mean we're up against ian happ Dave Kaplan, like when we started <laughs> right. doing a Cubs podcast, it was Ivy Envy, and it was it was Cubs Cast. Then I then they got shut down by the Cubs. <laughs> Cubs, pod- Cubs Cast <laughs> was gone for four years or something, and they were still the top of the goddamn were, podcast list. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were great, and um, Lou and Sheps, I believe, were their names. Uh, and then uh, and then you had Ivy Envy, and then us. So there was like three of us for a while, and then it really now there's so many great podcasts out there about the Cubs. Uh, so, but you amalgamate, uh, many of the independent podcasts at indiepodreport.com. So check that out. And yeah, that's uh, the whole purpose is just to find podcasts that you won't be able to find by looking through your, whatever app you're using. You, you want to find a baseball podcast. You're never going to find us because there's going to be 8 million on top of us before you see us. So I'm putting up the independent ones. And you can click right through to their episodes right from the page. And, well, and as long as we're talking about websites, I do want to say that we have uh, this website, sunranto.com. And if you go to sunranto.com slash shopping uh, for all your shopping needs, uh, go over there, click on our links. There's lids. There's if you shop at Amazon, if you just see uh, you just click that link and then you buy the stuff you're going to buy anyway. On a vibrator link because that's always the first thing that just yeah. kind of pops up. I know. Look at that. You can buy a mattress and a vibrator. Like that's all you really need uh, <laughs> in your life. And then condoms so you don't, uh, you know, get anybody pregnant. Uh, there's Zazzle. There's wine. There's Reebok. There's beer. StubHub. When we're allowed to go back, if you want to sign up for Audible, which I'm an Audible person, uh, you can just click right there on Audible, buy your stuff. NHL, NFL. Lids, MLB. I mean, just really anything that you uh, you need on Amazon too. You can get too. So go to sunranto.com. I always forget to tell everybody uh, to, that we have a website. I don't really pay attention to it too much, but uh, sunranto.com/shopping is where you should go to buy everything you need. And um, hey, let's do some uh, TFCs and get the hell out of here, huh? We actually made a kept this one to under two hours tonight. Before we do. Those of you that have been sticking around, we said that we would have an announcement, and we do. Oh, yeah. Let's break some news. Let's break some news right here. On March 3rd at 8 p.m., normal Wednesday night, a former Cub will be on this podcast. He is a World Series champion, and he is the host of his own show on Marquee, Ryan Dempster. Uh, will be on the Sun Ranto podcast on March 3rd. So uh, Ryan is an interesting guy. He's got a lot of stories. He was around a lot of great teams. Uh, you remember the teams from 07, 08, uh, won the World Series with Boston in 2013. Uh, he's got a ton of stories, so it's really awesome for him to kind of jump on this and uh, give us a little bit of his time. So get your calendar kind of set, and it's going to be a lot of fun. He's a funny guy. Right, we're we're super excited, and he's promised to do the whole show as Harry Carey. <laughs> Michael, did you didn't know about this, right? 
Uh, I knew about this as of today. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. in the in the, the text, text thread? the text oh, thread. Yeah. I was hoping you were just gonna. I did. I thought that was just between me and Crawley that uh, that text thread. That's too bad. I was hoping to get your live uh, like we're doing Dempster. Now, now, so okay, you know, peek behind the scenes here. I mean, I guess. Danny and Crawley have their own secret. I am learning about this right now. Hey, listen, and I, now I, I'm sad. I listen to your podcast. You're happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went on your your secret text thread with Crawley to bitch about it. <laughs> oh I'm, man, I I was looking at your face. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna see Michael's face when he hears we, we got Debster. That Crawley got Debster. Yeah, well, yeah. thanks for hooking that up. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk to him. He's an interesting dude because, um, uh, first of all, not a lot of Canadian baseball players out there. Funny guy. Yeah. Uh, the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah, the, the an amazing Harry Carey impression. Just incredible. I can't get enough of it. Hopefully, and, and I can't wait, and I, I will get plenty of it when he does the entire show mm-hmm. as Harry Carey. And he also hit a rod with a pitch. It oh, took him yeah. three tries, but he did it. <laughs> oh, we got to bring that. We have to talk to him about that. Too. I fucking love oh. that. Yeah. Look up uh, Ryan Dempster hitting a rod in that game. Just watch it. It's wonderful. Yeah. I want to know if he's seen him since then. And like, what a rod does a rod like stare him down and just be like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why did you? <laughs> what the hell? I, I want to know too. I want to know if like after like now they kind of hang out because now they're both part of the media sort of yeah well I, they you know they see each other you know and i and ryan Dempster is one of the biggest j-lo fans there is so <laughs> <laughs> he's hit her with some balls too so well crawley thanks for hooking that up i'm excited so that'll be two weeks from tonight that we'll huh? have Damp damp on, so that'll be really exciting. And so that won't be a regular show, but by that point, we'll be on a different schedule. And we're going to let you know that schedule really soon as well. What we're planning on doing next year or this year. So uh, <laughs> TFC, let's let's TFC. All right. Who wants to go first? Well, I have one because I used one earlier, uh, but I got to find it now real quick. And I here it is. Earlier about. Uh, you know, on my Facebook, I, I can't remember where I put it, but uh, I had the news, that I put it out on Facebook that uh, Pedro Strope was going to be returning to the Cubs. And I said, turn your hats to the left, Cub fans. And this guy right here, I can't see what his name is, but he said, put your hats back on the way they were meant to be worn. Wear uniforms that fit you. Lose the gold chains and play the game the way it was meant to be played. Pedro, <laughs> never uniform again. In which I replied, you must be a lot of fun at parties. And Bo from uh, A Million Cubs cards wrote, get off his lawn. <laughs> oh, my God. W- Russell. Russell, relax, kid. Jeez. He'll live longer, right? I, I was pretty well, Im- impressed. By, I was pretty <laughs> impressed by Russell, though, and, and his, he – Lose, lose was spelled L O S E, not L O O S E. It wasn't lose. It wasn't lose, or and and uh, the the correct your was also used. That's pretty good for for a person who's going to espouse that sentiment. I'm just saying, like <laughs> usually the the I'm against hats left. It comes with a fair amount of typos. 
So um, here's mine, and it's it's the Cardinals non-roster invitees because they posted them. And look at these made-up motherfuckers. Like, this is so TFC-ish. Lars Newtbar in the outfield? <laughs> Justin Torner? Spelled T-O-E-R-N-E-R. I'm like, what am I looking at here? He Tyler- only he only got brought in because people are excited that Justin Turner is going to be there. Yeah, I, I know. It's just to sell spring trading tickets out of Bradenton. And then, but look at, I mean, I love the name Lars Newtbar. And I can't, and I really <laughs> hope he makes the team just so we could. Lucan Baker? Like, Lucan? That's not this a is name. Like, that bit we had where the uh, Japanese baseball, uh, the Japanese game video game programmers were coming up with the names they thought sounded like real baseball players. I know. Yeah. Pedro Pages. <laughs> yeah, Pedro Pages is catcher. Hey, wait, wait, wait. It's it's Dennis Ortega and Pedro Pages. I think they might have flip-flopped those names a little yeah. bit wrong. Yeah, Pedro Ortega sounds a little bit more legit. <laughs> I like uh, – I also uh, enjoy uh, Jesus Cruz. I yes. know they pronounce it Jesus. I don't know why uh, Anglo people don't name their kids Jesus. Like it's really, <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's it's fine in in Hispanic cultures. Like, you yeah, know, I know. Here's the thing I've always known is anybody that named Jesus or Angel have always had a lot of problems. I almost think it's like, <laughs> yeah, you can just get cursed. I mean, yeah. to be fair, the the expectations get kind of high. Yeah, they really do. Okay, I I got one here. Um, this goes sort of back with the Jake Arrieta, but also the Pedro Strope. Uh, out over on uh, Reddit, Arietta and Strope in the same week. Do we have to send more players to the Orioles? <laughs> Which <laughs> I loved that sentiment. Just nailed it right there. Yeah. Uh, well, I like this. Uh, Artie Boucher actually posted this up on the Sun Ranto Ranchers page, and it was a uh, it, it's a fake Cardinals looking jersey that says Arenado, <laughs> and it's E R A N A D O, like they misspelled his jersey when they hung it up for him. So I thought that was kind of fun. Thanks for posting that. And um, I, I know I get a little bit of flack for. Uh, my uh, Juliana Zobris takes sometimes, but look at Juliana Zobris here. Just, oh, she's, she just looks like she's come, come right out of a cotton candy machine. And, and, and she literally looks like she's wearing cotton candy. And um, she, uh, she writes on Instagram, do not sacrifice loving yourself on the altar of being liked by everyone else. And I was like, honey, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I think that's a really don't like you. That's a wonderful sentiment. That's the sentiment of this show. We <laughs> love is- ourselves and very few other people like us. Exactly. <laughs> that is going to be my goal is to try to get Juliana Zobrist on the show. Like mm. I just kind of pushing the bar a little bit. And so that to me is going to be the ultimate get. Well, I'll, I'll stop posting about her then and maybe <laughs> you'll get a shot. Um, well, here's how you get in. It's easy. As a musician, I know this. Just tell her you're, you're, you want her to sing. Yeah. Uh, her, yeah. 
Yeah, just to butter her up on her voice and how awesome she is and how much you love her music. And, you know, listen to her Christian album and be able to sing a few lyrics back to her. And she'll be so flattered that she'll, of course, come on the show. And we need to disguise it as a music show is well, the other thing we need to do and be dishonest. Because that's will, really the only thing that works in media. We will work on that. But what song do you think you should play us out with? I mean, do well, you I, I got, I got, I got one more TFC. I got one more TFC. This one comes from the Atlanta Braves, who uh, tone deafly <laughs> wrote, "The Atlanta Braves oh are incredibly God, proud. The Atlanta Braves are incredibly proud to join Atlanta Chambers, Atlanta Action for Racial Equality, and then they've got a statement about committed." committed being committed to embracing diversity in the workforce and systemic racism. And I mean, and this kind of came out of the blue in, in, in a way. Uh, but then uh, I, I did enjoy a response to the Atlanta Braves uh, from Mike G who said, I'm sorry, your message got drowned out by 50,000 people chanting a dated stereotype while making an offensive hand motion. So thanks for writing in Mike. So yeah, they dropped that that uh, tomahawk right at the bottom of it too. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's the other thing that yeah, right. <laughs> if you look at the statement, like on the bottom it says, well, it's their logo. I mean, they, they can't even get away from it. You know, their logo is a cultural of appropriation in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, but it's it's so funny that they're like, we're gonna slam dunk on this, uh, you know, racial equality thing. Be woke. And then they they didn't even think about who they are or what their logo looks like or anything. They literally tomahawked their own post. <laughs> they tomahawked it. They they scalped themselves at that point. Um, Josh writes in, couldn't stay under two hours. Not allowed. He's and uh, Josh ah, is right. Two oh one. Yep, it's a, we're at two oh one twenty two. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, that's all we got for you. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday with another show, and there still won't be ball games, but uh, I don't know. Maybe something interesting happened. Hopefully, either way. Something interesting always happens. Something, Yeah, doesn't it? Always seems to, doesn't it, these days? So I'm going to take us out with an oldie but a goodie. Here's uh, my parody of Weezer's The Sweater Song called Pitchers and Catchers because <laughs> Bukog! Because oh yeah, he didn't play the rest of it. That's that's comes backwards. Spookog. <laughs> Spookog. Hey Danny, how was your winter, man? It sucked. How about them Cubs? What an offseason! Freaking Theo, man! Yeah, totally. Oh, man. You want a beer? Alright. This season's gonna be the best! With Hayward and Zobrist and Lackey, plus last year's dudes! We can't lose! That's what they're saying. Oh, man, it's gonna be the best! I'm so stoked! Take it easy, bruh. I need palm trees, cub fans, the sands. Oh, damn, I am freaking freezing. It is time for pitchers and catchers. We're so close to opening day. Hey, what's up?
that. Not much. Do you think they'll trade Solaire? I don't know. Um, I think they'll probably get a picture for him, but maybe wait till the trade deadline. Hello, Rizzo. I'm gone. Bye bye. Goodbye. A flight. Too much. Gonna drive. It is time for pitchers and catchers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're so close to opening day. To opening day. In Arizona, watching Cubs baseball. Drinking lots of beer. Drinking lots of beer. Out in the sun. So close to opening day. To opening day. In Arizona, watching Cubs baseball. Drinking lots of beer. Drinking lots of beer. Out in the sun. It is time for pitchers and catchers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're so close to opening day. To opening day. In Arizona, watching Cubs baseball, drinking lots of beer, drinking lots of beer.